Welcome to Kickback with Chris, the martial arts podcast. Brought to you by www.mitmaster.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of Kickback with Chris, the Martial Arts Podcast. Um, as is becoming a bit of a theme, um, <laughs> sorry for the delay, guys. Uh, I've had uh, a bit of a flat out time. I've had I've had some time away, for, you know, for uh, family things, and also uh, I've just had a, a another, which is a good thing. I've had a, a another. TV job sort of drop on my lap uh, unexpectedly. Um, I can't really say much about it at the minute because it's a pilot thing, so um, I, you know I can't really show any details. But as and when I can, I will make sure that you guys are all the first to know. So lots, lots, lots been going on really. Um, a lot of the news is a little bit out of date, so I'm not going to really, I'm not going to touch on it too much. And not only that, but. We've got a chocker episode this week. Um, we've got David Lowe, who's going to be joining us to talk about, well, a million different things. I mean, I think a lot of people will know him from the various different things that he's been involved with in the martial arts over the years, obviously from um, his training and his teaching and his business work um, and, and all the different things that he's done over the years. So we had a really long, in-depth chat, um, so much so that this has kind of turned into a bumper episode. Uh, to make, actually, in fairness, it makes up for the couple of weeks that we've been away where we should have had episodes. So you get a, you get it all condensed into one massive episode. We're also going to be uh, joined by uh, guys at uh, Art Marshall, um, which I know you guys will have seen some of the things that I've been posting and sharing information. They're just going to pop on just to share a little bit about what they do because I really do love the clothes that these guys put out. So they'll be joining us a little bit later on as well, as well as our long overdue uh, Matt Chat with Matthew Chapman, um, which is live from a caravan somewhere in a field. Um, but you'll have to listen in later on to find a little bit more about that one. So, things that have been going on, general news. First of all, um, the Southwest Martial Arts Show, I have been confirmed as being booked for that one. So on June the 20th, uh, 2020, so all the 20s, um, myself and along with some other guests, including Zara Fithian uh, and a few other people, have already been confirmed. So that's super cool, you know. And we know that the the show itself is going to be going ahead and I'm going to be there again. So if you're wanting to come and train with me again, I will be there at that one. Um, another news, a really exciting one for me because I'm a total tv and film geek when it comes to martial arts stuff uh, if you've not seen it the trailer for a, a tv series called Wu assassins which is well from what i can see so far easily easily going to be the the best martial arts based tv show there's there's ever been even better than martial law which for me i have a little bit of a soft spot um, but you know, joking aside, this one looks absolutely amazing. So starring uh, Iku Oase as well as well. Oh, and if you're not sure who he is, you most of you will probably know him as the the lead from The Raid and The Raid Two. Um, it's also starring um, Mark Dacascos, who you will know if you've been listening to this uh, show for long enough. Um, he's one of my personal favourites. So to have these guys together playing the same character in a sort of a bit of a twist. Uh, I won't spoil it too much. I'll just say go and watch the trailers for it. Um, but I, I, it's gonna, yeah, it's gonna be out, out online. Um, I'm trying to remember if it's Netflix or Amazon. Being the utter pro that I am, I've just shut the window where I had it open. So let's just have a look now. 
whilst we're here. Because uh, I don't want to get it wrong, because I don't want you all going like, it's Amazon, I believe. Or is it Netflix? Oh, I can't remember. Let's have a look. Netflix. It's going to be on Netflix. There we go. Um, so yeah, they, go go check out the official trailers because it looks absolutely fantastic. Really, really excited for this one. Um, in other news, well, it doesn't really count as news, but it, it it's still super cool to me. Um, Daniel, who I'm sure some of you have seen the pictures for on uh, Facebook, he actually, um, a month or so back, he was at an, uh, the uh, premiere for the latest Scott Atkins film, which has just slipped out of my mind as to what it's called. Anyway, um, he was there at the premiere in our t-shirt for the podcast, which was really, really cool. But he's managed to go one step further, okay? He's managed to get a photo uh, with Mark Zabka, Johnny Lawrence himself from the Karate Kid and uh, Cobra Kai in our t-shirt. So you can kind of say that Kickback with Chris, the martial arts podcast, is now officially Cobra Kai uh, registered and recognized. <laughs> but no, it's how cool is that? Uh, you know, Daniel, in, in our podcast logo t-shirt with Johnny Lawrence himself, Mr. Cobra Kai... Um, so I've actually posted those uh, images on the Facebook group. So go check those out because that is, that is really cool. But thanks, I mean, thanks to Daniel for his. Um, actually, I've just realised it's Daniel and Johnny Lawrence. Did he? St- oh, you're lucky he didn't sweep your leg, mate. But no, anyway, enough of that. That's a that's a rubbish joke. But anyway, um, super cool to see, and thank you so so much for your support. I mean, for me, it it it's just bizarre seeing my podcast logo with these people, but. You know, keep it up. If you can beat that, I would be so so surprised. Johnny Lawrence from Marshall from from the Cobra Kai and the Cry Kid. That's just wow. That's cool. Uh, the next bit of news is the Fighting Spirit Film Festival. Now, this is one that I've been trying to get to for quite some time now, and it always seems to be that I've got something going on or it clashes. Now, this time around, it's on the seventh and eighth of September, and I'm hoping. I'm hoping to be there um, uh, on one or both of the days. And some of the cast from, um, well, fellow cast from Tribal will also be there as well, I'm led to believe. So pop along. It'd be cool to see some of you there. And it's a really, really good good event. Uh, really, really worth supporting, especially if you're into martial arts movie making. And they also run a, uh, a section of it, dedicated purely to uh, up-and-coming filmmakers, short films and that sort of thing. So, you know, it, it's it's good you can, it's a good opportunity to see what people out there are doing in the independent scene, uh, with, you know, obviously with YouTube and things like that and Vimeo. So, you know, go along, support this. It's a really, really fun thing. And they always tend to have some really cool guests there. And I, I don't count myself as one of those. I'm just going to be another geek that's there <laughs> loving the martial arts stuff. But obviously, if you do want to meet up there, then then drop me a message and I'll and I'll be around, hopefully mo- both days, if not one of the days. But close to the time, I will clarify. Um, what we're going to do now, obviously, with this one being a bit of a long one, is we're going to jump straight into our interview with Mr. David Lowe, who very graciously gave up his time, and I'll uh, I'll speak to you very quickly on the other side. You're listening to Kick Back with Chris, the martial arts podcast, brought to you by www.onlinekicking.co.uk. Okay, guys, so joining me now on the phone, we have Mr. David Lowe. How are we doing today, sir? Very well, Chris. Thanks a lot. Cool. This is, I'm great, thank you. This is what I've been um, looking forward to getting onto for a little while now. It's been one of those sort of back and forth situations on Facebook. It's been down to me mainly with my scheduling and stuff, but I'm really, really pleased to get you on, get you on and um, really interested to sort of delve into things. It's going to be a good chat, I think. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it, um, definitely. 
Excellent, excellent. So what I will say before we start is uh, David very kindly sent me over a bio. Now, I ask this of most people when, when we do these interviews, and I must say this is this is not quite on, on, on the scale of a book, but it, it's a decent read. There's quite a lot on here. <laughs> yeah, I've, um, I, I was talking to somebody earlier today, and um, I was delving back in, in, in my memory about an event at a particular time, and I said, was it 2003, 4, or 5? And he said, oh, you get... You can't even remember the years now, and it's kind of like, well, that's kind of like that. I kind of like there's too much information, I, I guess. Yes, <laughs> so, yeah. So sorry, I apologise in advance. No, don't apologise for, for for being busy in life. It's great to see. Um, so let's go back. Let's go back to the start. Something I always like to do with with our callers, martial arts and how it began for you, and maybe why it began for you as well. That's a very good question. Um, I suppose the story started um, of my interest in the Bruce Lee era. Because okay. uh, I'm I'm 50. God, see, I can't remember my, my age now. I'm 56. <laughs> we all do that. Uh, that's right. Yeah. And I remember as a as a a kid looking in the having a newspaper. It must have been the Sun, and in there was something about Bruce Lee, and he was teaching about a punch. And I remember taking the newspaper down to the shed in the garden, so I secret locked the door and go into the shed, open the newspaper, and, and I remember doing these punches. You know, just like basic straight punches. It must have been you know, like kung fu type things that he was doing the Wing Chun stuff. And I remember looking at it, oh, well, I was really excited. And I thought, well, is that all martial arts is? <laughs> <It's just> these, <laughs> these punches, and that was it. And the kind of like, I remember thinking that, but it wasn't, didn't put me off. And then um, got the David Carradine poster, you know, Kung Fu. And that was oh, the well, interest. Yeah. But, but nothing ever happened up until that point. Actually, I met David Carradine, funnily enough, at one of the super shows. But well, that's another story. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, seriously. Yeah, it all comes out. That wasn't in the bio, was it? No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, I eventually started an apprenticeship and I was 16 and um, there was a shop floor and these girls were uh, all working in the ladies. It's all very female based up there. And I, and I was down in the, in the, in the machine shop. And I remember going up there one day and, and got chatting to a couple of people and, and, and I was talking about martial arts and two of these girls were, were, as it turned out, red belts in ITF Taekwondo. And this is going back to 1982. Okay. And um, this is actually where um, Paul Coleman's Academy used to be, uh, right. was where I actually did my apprenticeship. Very weird story, because um, um, he later on opened the academy there when it all moved away. And down yeah. the end of the road was Oxford Boys School. And in there was Ted Hopwood, who was Master Ted Hopwood, yeah. who was directly under Re, uh, Master Re, uh, and then it was only the UKTA. Mm. And um, it took me a month to get my act together, because it was always... You know, and turn up to train and then even then I had to go with somebody else to you know hold your hand type yep. of thing because it was yep. so intimidating Chris yep. you know but that's where the story started with Master Ted Hopwood really. all those years back in the 80s I mean I, I started out in the 80s I can I can relate to that whole uh, scenario so that I want none of my mates to go with me they were <laughs> like we're not doing that so I sort of used to I've told this story before I used to kind of sneak in and sit at the back and make notes and then go home and train in the garden yeah and, uh, the instructor cottoned on what I was doing and said you, you know you're actually going to come back and do a class and I thought well you know I suppose I better do really uh, and uh, <laughs> that was what about 88 for me so it was a bit later on but well, um, not that far not that yeah far. yeah actually, but... sorry you reminded me actually because prior to that in my local little village I lived in there was a, a kendo instructor and that oh, was wow. the very first time I actually went to uh, to watch because I actually did watch that. I never actually took part of that. And um, he ended up, I mean, kendo was very sort of, you know, few and far between even then uh, for school wise. And um, he ended up going to Japan 
and living out there, the instructor. Um, but he was kind of like a catalyst to it all as well because I was interested in that side of mm. it as well. But yeah, I know what you mean. You know, the, the hand holding and going along feeling out of place is just cruel. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people can empathize that and recognize it as well. I mean, even nowadays, it's the same. You know, I, I've had you know people book in they're booking for a trial or they're booking for a pay trial and they go oh well my friend can't come now so i'm i'm, I'm gonna give it a miss it's like what well, no don't do that don't do yeah, that exactly. <laughs> don't do that but um moving on a little bit later on it mm. says mentioned in 1985 you you moved to california was it yeah um that was i was doing the taekwondo but in between that i was training with a couple of mates who were doing karate so right. I, me being sort of like thinking i was you know taekwondo was better than karate i'd go and train with them just just to have a bit of fun and uh i was out kicking them they couldn't get anywhere near me but as soon as they got inside me i was like being foot swept and landed on my yeah. ass and being you know, gyakazuki or whatever and i was thinking what's this all about i'm quite interested in this karate lark as well mixing it up a bit and i went to a seminar in oxford uh, with them um uh and it was all karate guys i was in my it was the early days tagb that was so they just started yeah. so it must be been 84 and um yamazaki was on the stage now he taught those who don't know arnold schwarzenegger in the conan films he works on a lot <laughs> of stuff That's he's so actually cool. in the first one he's doing the yeah. back kick on have you seen it yes yes yeah he's very young there and um he was on the stage and Prince Hero of Japan was on the stage as well at the time. Whoa. He's now the emperor. And I didn't know any of this at the time because he was an Oxford University graduate. Yamazaki happened to be there at the time and he was the Oxford University um, uh, karate chairman at the time because the, the martial art was called Robukai, which is a very pretty unknown style of karate. It's, it's over here now. Um, mm. I think, yeah, I, can't, I can't remember one of the there's a guy over here who's the head over here now but anyway long story short mm. got invited over to a tournament to start with and it ended up being us getting spons some sponsorship together believe it or not a relative of mine in London worked for Motorola in those days wow. and we actually got sponsored our flights were paid for by Motorola so we had, wow. we had it on our geese as well we had Motorola <laughs> on our bags yeah it's That's cool. yeah he got a sponsorship god knows how that's not what you know, it's who you know. And Absolutely. we ended up going over to, to Anaheim, where the dojo, you know, the Honbu dojo for America was. Yeah. And um, lived there for months and months, uh, slept on the floor, um, did the karate kid bit, basically. Yes. There were three of us. There was, there was the main dojo, wooden floor, and next door was Yamazaki's Aikido Hall as well. And um, there was a little side room right next to the dojo. No windows, only the window was out to the dojo, so it was all dark and stuff. And we ended up living um, in that room for, for, for many months um, on, uh, there were no beds at all. Wow. So we had to go down <laughs> the first few nights we were on the floor. And we, I remember we were looking at each other and we went, we can't carry on doing this. So we went down to the local shop. Or there's actually the beach. It was on the beach. And we bought these blow up, you know, beach lilos, uh, yeah. Chris. And we blew, and we slept on those for a week. But every every morning you wake up and off the beach, Lila, or it was across the middle of you, or something under your back, or something. It was just pointless. <laughs> so we got donated some mattresses by one of the students. Wow! And that was it. And Yamaz Yamazaki was he was in his forties then, and it was just after all the Conan uh, and the films and Red Sonja and some of the other stuff he did. And he worked with Lee Majors as well on some mm -hmm. of those films. And we used to train six days a week three times a day we'd go and train with Fumio Demura down the road he was only sort of a couple of miles down the road who did the Karate Kid films yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, Tat Kubota, we did some stuff with him because he was local. Uh, Kubitan fame, who invented yeah. the Kubitan. Um, and uh, a couple of other weapons masters. Yamasta was another one who was like big in the 70s and 80s. So, yeah, and it was a real learning curve. Um, and when I came back, I went back to my my then job because I was, I was an engineer. I was a tool maker. Okay. And um, my karate instructor at the time, because I'd switched to karate, um, mm. he was full-time. And that's how he said, well, why don't you just go full-time, Dave? And I went, okay, that's a good idea. So I jacked my job. <laughs> <laughs> at the time, it's like the, what they call the e-myth, isn't it? Everyone read the e-myth by Michael Gerber. Yeah. And he calls it the entrepreneurial seizure. You know, you, when you think you're, when you think, ah, oh, that's a good idea, I'm going to go into business, but you've not planned anything at all. And I was teaching a couple of classes a night myself. That was it. Um, so I, I opened up in Marlborough Leisure Centre, but I planned it for a few months. And at that time, I'd signed up. Blimey, I had 60 people registered for the first night. Wow. And it just from there. And I ended up with six local, oh, never full time, Chris. I, in those days, EFC wasn't over here. It was none of that stuff, you know, because sure. EFC was a billing company, really. Um, none of those concepts were over here from the States. And it was just really, you know, um, some people had full time academies, but very, very few. And, and so I was just like satellite schools on the main location sure. was kind of like that area. So uh, yeah. that's how that started. But that's, that's the America thing, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, wow, what an experience. I mean, some of the names as well, just it's stuff of dreams, isn't it? You know, to go to, to, to fly over, to fly abroad, uh, to sleep in the dojo, to, to train with these names, Phew, you know, Easy. To, well, to have a time yeah. machine and go back and do that now. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I don't have a bed, definitely. <laughs> so not long after that, obviously you, you mentioned on the here you, you went into competing seriously as well um and you know how, how did you find that what sort of a, what, what did you learn from that experience um well as we all go in you know like we, when we all start to compete i remember I was, I was talking to um um master tony vella just recently yeah and he started taekwondo the same year as me i didn't know that mm-hmm. um and he remembers ted hopwood in wales at a tournament in cardiff and i remember traveling as a yellow belt to my first tournament with ted and over the years we traveled with ted hopwood um, and he was a successful construction he ran a construction company uh with his with his brother um who's not into the martial arts and um he'd done really well then and we used to travel to these tournaments in the back of his rolls royce Chris. wow <laughs> <laughs> i remember going up to Coventry and all these other places but we went to um uh Cardiff and that was my first experience of fighting and it's like goes out the window you've got no experience you know at all you just you get in there but you know they go hajime or whatever it was in korean and you know mm. you just go in there and beat the person up it just doesn't work um so that was my first experience of of competing but from a martial from the karate side um i was always keen to to experiment and, and get out there my problem with with the open weight with karate i was just too small right and so i ended up focusing on kata um and i got fairly good at that um my my sort of like my my goal really was to get as good as in our in our association um the argentinians were brilliant and the venezuelans there were big groups out in south america under yamazaki because of the link through through sure. south america and those guys there was a guy called martin martinez who's from caracas <clears throat> and he was phenomenal um uh, on par with milan you know the old kata champion yeah. without a doubt and um 
I, I remember having VHS videos of these guys and I used to watch them <laughs> and train like them and try and get the moves and the snap and the, and the yeah. feel of Kata um, into that and uh, sort of progress from there, my journey, really. I trained with um, uh, the, the British squad under um, Tiki Donovan. Yeah. But I never really, I never really got into the, cat, the England Kata squad at the time because it was a bit unorganised in those days. So I did a few tournaments, but mm. um, I competed in in quite a few events and eventually got up to. I mean, the big big one for me was I, I won a big Open in in in, uh, in in London, and there were sixty five other black belts in it. In, in That's crazy. Division. And I won that. And there was, I was talking to a funny enough a guy the other day as well, and, and I never knew he was in the tournament. And he said, "I remember you, Dave, in London winning that tournament." I, mean, I said, were you in it then? And he went, yeah. He said, uh, I was Goji Kai. And he said, and you did that kata where you jump in the air and stuff. And I said, well, Unsu. Because I used to do a mix of Okinawan kata and traditional Japanese. Okay. You know, I used to do Super Impei, uh, Seipai, Unsu, you know, for anybody who's mm-hmm. in know those kata. And that was the big one for me. And then the main one, the international one, was I didn't win it, but I got bronze at the Chojo Miyagi Memorial in San Diego. Uh, and we were on deck there at nine in the morning. We didn't actually compete until six at night. It was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah we've all the been there. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know the story. So, but then in '95, because I was, I was, I was, um, and that was Mario Higuana's tournament. He used to put on it for for. It was more of a. It was an open event. Sure. Um, but their their absolute standard was just unbelievable. You know, these students from traditional Japanese instructors and all sorts of people in the states and every from everywhere um, globally. But um, I realized I had to focus. I got too many injuries and I had to focus on my business, Chris. Sure. I had seven locations at the time. And if you're injured, as any, you, know, you guys know, uh, and you're <laughs> the only person, you know, or you've got a bit of paid, unpaid help, which yep. isn't the best, you know, it doesn't, doesn't pay. So I had to, I just retired gracefully. Yeah. And bowed, <laughs> so to speak. Yeah. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, having having experienced and had a, a great deal of success, so we'll respect you in that you know in that area. But um, so you say, obviously, was it as um, obviously I, I've been there with the the physical side of things as well. Um, and you mentioned the what a lot of instructors suffer from, which is burnout. Yeah. Uh, the, you know the the. I think the thing is a lot of especially with dealing with parents as well. They think, oh, you know, you turn up at five o'clock, you kick and punch a bit, and then you go home at nine o'clock. And then nothing else happens. And it's, they just seem to not understand the other elements of it, the difficulties involved in it. Um, I mean, was, yeah. was, was your experience, was it a combination of obviously your experience running those six schools, having that experience of sort of burning out that maybe gave you the idea to focus more on the sort of coaching and business side of things later on? Um, yes and no. I mean, what, okay. the, the way the way it uh, transpired, I mean, in the early days, Chris, I had a very low golf handicap. Right. And the, re- <laughs> the reason was I'd be playing golf three or four times a week during the day yeah. with the retired guys who I learned a lot from because they're, 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 you know, they're what they call the golf bandits. Yes. And I used to love my golf. And then I'd go and teach. But then the marketing side got in the way and I had to get in. And so the golf took a bit of a back. It was nice, nice at the time, I can tell you. But the, um, you know, the, the, the burnout came a little bit later because um, uh, I was getting busier. I was getting more students. Um, I was traveling around too much. I, I tried to do too much too quickly. Yeah. Um, I, was, I, I got up to about, I mean, probably about 220, 30 students at the time in different locations. And I remember one time teaching and I, almost, and I, and I just went dizzy and nearly passed out. 
Wow. And I really, in the middle of a class, and I remember thinking, this, God, I've got to sort myself out because, you know, you're rushing from one place to another, just doing too much. And, 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 and you get that, like you said, that burnout and, you know, just that over, overwhelm, I suppose. You get that in, in, any, in, any, in any business, but especially in ours, where it's a physical thing. Um, I had to deal with that. And I did end up closing a couple of places and focusing more on some of the central locations that, that um, I was busiest in. The mm. other, I mean, I did farm out a few instructors to satellite schools that came up through the ranks um, back into those towns, but you can only do so much. That's why it's very important to have you know, every, every solution creates a problem. Yeah. In anything, you know, whether it's if you fix something, it will, that fix will create another problem somewhere. Whether it's a good problem or a bad problem, it creates a problem. So, and that's kind of like where I go with my coaching because I know you, you you never get it right because there's always something happening, something new happening, something changes, somebody leaves, somebody cut anything. And um, I had to focus really on that, but I, I started to focus on my instructor training as well, bringing up people from within um, when I was teaching then. Um, to replace me if you like and that's sure. the hardest thing because nobody likes change but the weather yeah. changes every day but still nobody likes change especially your students and and you know this if suddenly you're not teaching that class that they go to that's it the end of the world mm. and unfortunately you need to it's a, it's a fact that it, it will happen at some time so you need to phase those those situations in yeah you know? Um, yeah, I can 100% agree with that. I mean, I've I've fallen foul to my own inability to see past myself in that respect. I've, uh, you know, 16 years I've been running my school full time and I've 20 years actually in, in the industry teaching full time. And, you know, uh, the majority of the people that I knew when I started out teaching full time, none of them are teaching anymore. <laughs> and, I, and I'm going, and I, it's, it's only just this last few years that I've kind of got... I kind of see why now, actually. It's not because I've fallen out of love with it at all. And in any respect, along those lines, it's it's more, though, that, you know, it, it, there are pulls in, in different directions from different places um, that need my attention as well. And unfortunately, because I'd sort of built my school up around me, everybody expected it to always be me. Uh, and I'm and I'm going through that process now of delegating a lot more. I've learned the hard way that it's important. Well, it's absolutely right. I totally get it. I mean, it's the personality-led business. Yeah. And there, there's an old saying, isn't there? Success leaves clues. And if you, if you go and look at other people, I mean, this is hindsight and it's a nice thing, but if you look at other successful people, you, you think everything's rosy for them, but it isn't necessarily. Um, but if you can model yourself on on successful things and i don't just mean martial arts i mean that's why we got to think outside of the box it was an old thing we me and chris used to say over the years mm. you know chris gill when we were teaching you know look outside of the industry i know other people are saying that now but that's we were right. you know, doing that in, in the early days as well and, and we didn't invent it we learned it from somebody else but you need to you need to um when you start out it is only you and that's the problem so yeah. so you you do need to um wean the instruct the, the students off of you and 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 if that means it, it's a change in you know whether it, you know people who wanted to be with you they leave but you get new blood coming in they they will accept the the instructors who are now teaching them because they are their instructor if you like mm -hmm. yeah. and when you walk in the door that's the treat yeah if you like and that's where you want to get to um, yeah. I'm sure all everyone listening on this would, would would accept that some are there, some need to actually implement that. It's I mean it brings me back to the change when um, EFC came over and and, and Napmar the early days with Napmar 
um, and I was I was still teaching then. And uh, but I, but fractionally before the NAPMA thing, it was like going from teaching uh, um, charging per lesson yeah. to charging per month. Sure. And that was and I and I, I remember learning that from EFC. It was like a waiver form, and basically, you, and I can't remember. It might have been Tom Callis told me this, but he, he said to me. Don't just change everybody. Give them three months waiver. Leave the ones who are on now. Even if you're making a change in anything, you know, leave the ones who are who your you, you know your dedicated followers. You know, your 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 you know you're the ones that are committed to you. Waiver them off. But anybody new walks into or straight away, they're bang, they're on the new system because they don't mm. know any different. So mm. that's the way it is. And if and if they question it about the past, say, well, that you know, well, yeah, it was that way, but it isn't now. Yeah. You know, that's the way we run it. And that's what I did when I went from sort of five pound. I was two pound fifty originally. Then I switched to five pounds. My instructor was charging a fiver. And then um, I went to straight up to 25 pounds a month. Mm. And to do that, and, but I, I did not class it on what they were paying before. I didn't say, oh, well, I times two, uh, five pounds by two. And that's what they get in each. And then that'd be 10 pounds. So it's 20. I didn't do it that way. I just said, no, it's 25 quid. You can train where you like, but it's 25 pounds. Yeah. That's it. And it's not by the hour. That's how much I charge. You don't do it by the hour if you go down the gym. Yeah, I think it's, it's yeah, I think it's fair to say as well. I mean, it's, it, it's changing a little bit, but it is still there. I mean, and I've done it myself as well as an industry. We do tend to undervalue ourselves quite significantly, I feel so, anyway. I agree. Uh, and, um, you know, it, there's a shift. It's, it's changing. I think people are coming around to it a little bit now. I, I'm seeing it more and more now with in the way people are advertising and promoting the schools. Um, and I, I've been there and I've done it before as well. I mean, I, and the really ridiculous thing of it is, is, you know, I've got my, my daughter, um, she's a competitive gymnast, even at eight. And the amount that I pay into that, <laughs> I think, well, hang on a minute. Yeah. You know, um, and I, I, I completely understand the reasons for the costs and I respect it and it's fine. But then I'm, I remember at one point thinking, well, hang on, they're coming to my classes and not only are they getting the physical elements as well, but they're getting all of this extra stuff too. Oh, technical. Yeah, exactly. And why am I not, why am I not anywhere near this? Mm. So if, if that gymnastics school has sort of seven, 800 students at that a month, why, hang on, <laughs> I'm looking at this wrong. And it was a bit of a shift for me. Um, and I, and I, you know, I'm seeing more and more people doing the same now, which is, which is good. I think it's, it's, it's important that we, you know, we value ourselves properly um you know because one thing i have also picked up on as well is you know now that i'm charging a, a, a sensible and still fair fee i'm now able to give more back i'm, I'm able to do more i've got staff now that I, I couldn't even have dreamt of having staff i was like where am i going to get that money from i can yeah. pay myself <laughs> let alone pay staff yeah but it's afforded more growth for the school which is better for the students so yeah win-win for everybody isn't it well it is it is absolutely um uh or, uh, well, yeah, valuing you. you. You just reminded me of another story then, but I won't go off on a tangent. <laughs> but, um, the, well, I'll tell you quickly. This guy, go for it. This guy, uh, I was. This is a story, okay. I was, I was suffering overwhelm. This is um, fast forward into two thousand four, five, when we, when Biotonic moved for the final time to the location it's in now. Sure. And um, I remember traveling back and back home at about six o'clock in the evening, and suffering a bit stressed out completely because it was similar problems it was staffing issues it you know sort of like we needed more people we needed the right people in place we needed contracts for them we needed to do this that and the other there was so much going on and that was without all of the getting the gear in and doing other stuff uh, and I'd got a business coaching after this point um, which was the catalyst for me and Chris launching 
what we called biotomic coaching or victory coaching in those days yeah. guys yeah. went through uh, Dan Woodruff included he reminded me of the name the other day I could, I'd even forgot what, it, what we called it and uh, age again and um, <laughs> I was traveling home and there was uh, we lived in this little village and there was this uh, really nice pub and um, this it was, it was nobody in there really other than this one car parked out in the car park and I knew it was Mick the guy I'd met him a few times because it had Mick one on his number plate as right. well <laughs> and it was a Bentley Continental GTC so he was quite a successful guy so I pulled up in there went in there sat down he was there at the bar just having a drink and I ordered a beer from the from the landlord and I got chatting to him and um he said to me he looked at me and he went you look a bit stressed out Dave <laughs> I went you're not kidding mate you're really not and um, he said oh what's going on and I told him and he's and I said have you got any any advice that you'd give me because you're a successful guy he'd made his money through car dealerships and franchises buying up property uh, and renting out the, uh, which had shop fronts and renting out the flats above in the in the 70s and 80s because mm. he realized that people would eventually want to rent the shops because in the old days somebody would have a shop and live above it yeah you know um, but not well that's when there were shops in the high street sure and uh, uh, and that's how he made his money and um successful man and uh I said to him, what's the one piece of advice you, you give me? And he turned around and he looked at me and said, don't employ anyone. <laughs> I said, bit late for that, Mick. And then he said, no, seriously. And he reached into a bag they had on hanging from the stool, you know, the bar stools. Yeah. yeah. We sat on those because this is a re really old bar. They used one of those pieces of wood cut from a tree type of bar wow and uh, yeah it's right you know, sort of put your pint on it tilts over yeah and uh he pulled this book out and it's pretty tatty and he put it on the on the counter on the, the bar and he pointed at it and he went dave that's the book that changed everything for me wow. and he said you need to get this book and look at it every day yeah. and just use use it as a guide through your life and i said oh, i won't swear by it okay yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna go and buy that book wow mm. and yeah. it changed my life yeah Seriously did. fantastic could you share that did you know what was the name of the book <laughs> well there you go you see now now you've just <laughs> taken the bait you see chris <laughs> because that's the story yeah <laughs> But the story is true, but the book part isn't, yeah, right? Love it, because love it. Because <laughs> what I've just done is I've just, well, what, the, what you want, you watch a film, you have a story, you watch bloody Coronation Street, which is what they call the um, the Seinfeld story, which never has an ending. Yep. But there's always something, oh, what happens next? And and what I'm alluding to now, I'm sorry to do play this trick on you. Oh, no, no, it's good. I love it. Go for but it. This is what all martial arts guys should do. Because when somebody comes in, I'm going off on another tangent. Oh, it's great. Go for it. This is what the person who, the new people coming in want to know. They want to know what your story is. They want to know, they don't want to know about your, your, all the bloody trophies you won, all the medals you've got, and you won this, 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 and this. I learned that lesson years ago. They want to know your fail, failings, your, your success stories, what's in it for them. You've been there too. They're just like you. It's the origin story that, I know I've jumped forward a bit. This is what I'm teaching now with mm. the funnel side of it and how to put that story into your your offer to get them to give you your email address 
and exchange this, I give you this, you, you give me that scenario. But it is the story. And it's not just that part of it. It's That's the connection. I had this, I was talking to somebody about this the other day. And they said, oh, I can't get, um, I've tried everything. I can't get, it's the worst year I've had this year. And this is the truth. I'm not sort of like sp- telling you a story mm. now, Chris. And <laughs> I'm on edge now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what was the story now? It's not true. Um, no, this is true. <clears throat> and I said to him, you need, and I said, well, maybe you should try some viral marketing within, you know, use what you've got within. So oh, I've tried that and they don't do anything. And I said, well, maybe, you know, I've asked them to share things on Facebook. And I've got one person share out of 50. And I said, well, no, well, okay. That's because you're not um, you're not taking enough action on it and making enough noise about that thing. Keep doing it, but but the thing is, you're still advertising. He showed me his, his leaflets, Chris. You're still advertising the same way that every, either everyone else is in your area, or the old way. You know, uh, learn respect, life skills. You know, um, mm. blah blah blah. All the usual bullet points that you see. It's not. It's that won't sell it anymore it's 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 the story and just you know if you look outside of our industry and look just watch the tv watch a film and and, yeah. and, and find out what the story is in the film that's the story yeah. you know and that's where you, what you should be pumping into your marketing because the definition of marketing is i mean there, there's plenty of sort of like definitions but most people think of sales and marketing as the same thing it's not but marketing is i used to think of it this big great big void that is full of stuff that you can't really pinpoint you know, it's kind of like, well, it's this and it's a bit of that. Marketing, in, in a nutshell, is the definition of marketing is changing someone's belief to yours. Right. Okay. Yeah, totally. That's, great. And that's, what do. that's brilliant, actually. It's brilliant. I've never thought of it that way. But yeah. <laughs> well, you, well, there you go. So, and I, I learned the time. So, you know, and I kind of like only figured that out recently. Fantastic. Well, I've actually, you've, you've segued nicely into what we were going to talk about at the end anyway so we'll, we'll jump straight into that the return to coaching that you like to i would say you're sort of the, the the for those that don't know is maybe the coach to the coaches to the current generation some of the people, the people out there now that are, that are doing this um i mean I, obviously i'm aware of, of what you've done previously and also even now i've got this epic mini biography book biography in front of me um but yeah you've you've decided so <laughs> Was there was was this, was there a catalyst? Was was something a point you thought I, I, I want to get back into this again? Was there was there something there? Yes, um, I mean I, I got back involved with the martial arts industry with, with um, uh, top ten okay. sport and I and uh, taking over the IP of Kicksport, which is another story. And, uh, I got approached by I'd always stayed in touch with with. Uh, Frank Silverman in the United States sure. and um, Dave Wall, who's the, um, the the vice president of Century Martial Arts and, and a lot of the other guys in, on and off. And um, uh, I just said to him, look, is, is there still a chance for me to get Maya back? And last year there was not a lot of people know this, but there was a martial arts super show in Germany last year yeah. in Dortmund. Um, Marcus Lipka ran it, who is the uh, Century guy out there. It's not on this year, but there will be another one next year. And I met with Frank out there and got back on board with Maya. But I was already so that's running again now. And we've got our UK spin on it. Me and Chris, I brought Chris Gill back in because yeah. he's still coaching uh, the industry. Uh, he's got guys who have been with him. I'm, I'm not kidding, Chris. He's he's got guys we were coaching back in 2006. Wow. Still with him. Wow. That's crazy. I mean, he oh, coached. Yeah, it's, it's just a great uh, endorsement. 
It is, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's to him as well. I mean, because when we were running our coaching back in the Biotomic days, and a lot of the guys listening would have come up to our 90-day planning days, you know, yeah. we used to do um, uh, for, for systems. And um, Dan Woodruff went through it. You, I'm, I'm pretty sure maybe you came up to some of them. Um, I can't Poss- remember. Possibly. I can't yeah. remember. <laughs> um, Gordon Bircham. Yep. He was one of ours. Dan Woodruff was one of ours. You know, there was loads of guys who went through our, our coaching system. You know, um, Paul Pausick, we have coached him. Um, low, low, too many to mention that I can even remember. But um, uh, we, 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 we had such a strong following then that at the time of what I call the implosion, where I went through my breakup and left, Chris went through a divorce. This is actually what happened. Um, mm-hmm. We exited what we were doing um, because our lives were in tatters, if you like. Yeah. Um, mine, I'd lost my income. I'd lost my relationship. I'd lost my daughter. You know, I went through all of that. But the love of coaching, again, uh, was always there because I always wanted to help anyone in business, whether it's martial arts or whatever. If I could help them learn what I'd learned and see success in return for me helping them, you know, you know, you know the reciprocity in it all. Or for free, it doesn't matter. I mean, I'm doing some stuff for free with people right now because I want to, A, I need to get back into the industry. So, yeah, Mm. but B, um, I want to see them succeed. You know, I want to, I'm passionate about the martial arts anyway. Sure. As you can probably tell. But (laughs) I'm I'm like you. I want want to see the kids be developed. And I, I, I believe that children's martial arts is the best vehicle for life skills for kids. Um, period. You know, it's the best, we're the, we're the best people to teach kids life skills. You know, you look at football and that rubbish. Yeah. Uh, and I just can't go to, I used to go to the football matches with them, um, with uh, my stepson's lad who's running by Atomic now. And the parents were just uh, unbelievable. It was ridiculous. So, you know, they, and that brings me on to Andy Schumann and our pre, sure. our, um, uh, sorry, our Safe Kids program as well. Um, which is being launched at the moment, which is like, for, you know, for helping the martial arts schools uh, educate, help the kids be stronger, be prouder, you know, and be more confident from, from another angle, not just teach them in the martial arts schools, which is quite exciting at the moment. Ah, so is that a little, a little teaser there? It is. Say. Well, a lot of people don't realise that Andy Schumann wrote, you know he was the co-wrote but he was the the drive force behind the original little ninjas program that napmar ran back in the late 90s yeah. and, 2000s. and melody schumann is absolutely fantastic and he was that was his wife mm. uh, at the time i had no idea he'd written this until a couple about a year ago and i contact i just hooked up with him again on facebook and um he told me the story and it was like, bloody hell. And he said, I'm back. He said, he's in the ATA. He's in a very traditional martial arts Taekwondo group, the biggest globally in, yeah. you know, in the United States, the ATA. Yeah. He's high, he's high ranking in there, but he's, he's written so many programs and done so much stuff. That's gr- great content. He said that people don't realize that, you know, I was, you know, I, I was the catalyst behind that. I've done this, this and this, and I've got this new program. And I said, well, I need to come out and meet you at the super show. You're going to be there. He went, yeah, I've got to stand there. He's like, great let's let's do something and um it's a great i mean if anybody wants to know more about it just dm just message me on on, yeah i was was actually going to say actually going to say that if people are wanting to get in touch with any of you uh, any with regard to any of this or any of the the 
um, other things we've covered. Um, what's the best way for them to get in touch? Is it through Facebook or um, email, or which, which yeah, is your yeah. preference? Well, do it on Facebook. Email uh, is David at DavidLowMarketing.com. You can email me there. Um, I've got. I mean, the, the Save Kids thing is is the new thing. We, we're all we've got a load of things in the pipeline that are coming out. Um, we're piloting the Safe Kids program at the moment. Right now, as I, as I speak, there's four school owners in the UK who are, who are helping us pilot it, one in Norway and one in Germany at the moment. And we are looking for a few others just to help us, um, just to anglicise it, if you like, Sandy, the world. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's that. And the other thing is the, um, the, sell, is the funnels. Yes. Which, um, is another big subject. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, if, I mean, if you, we've got a couple of minutes if you want to uh, just broach on that uh, before we finish. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I've always, I've always been dabbling online with things. I mean, in two thousand and six, seven, um, Chris and I, unbeknown to us, we actually built a sales funnel. We didn't even know it wasn't even called a sales funnel then. Um, which ahead of your time? Is, yeah, it was because we used. Some of you might have heard of Frank Kern. I mean, we used to follow yeah. Frank Kern religiously back then, and. We, I bought one of his programs online. It was $2,000 and it's called Mass, Mass Control 2.0, right? And it's like, when you think, right, psychological stuff going on. It was nothing to do with mass training, by the way. It was, it was his. It was different. And um, uh, we already had our coaching system in place. And it was all about creating what you know as, as, as taking your talent and selling it sure. online. And ebooks were quite the in thing then. And they're coming back as well now. Absolutely. So, what we did was we took, I've got the man in front of me. I'm looking at it now. And this is the draft copy flicking through it now. And we, um, I, I think I posted a picture on it on Facebook the other day. We, um, we wrote the manual, we built the page. We had to integrate the email system into it. Cause it was a f- series of follow-up emails on it as well. We actually, had, we had to actually somehow upload the whole manual in a PDF up into, onto Amazon, which was a nightmare back in those days. You're talking 12, 14 years ago. <laughs> Hard enough yeah. now on Amazon s3 whatever it's called mm. well it is straightforward but it's just crazy and, and we i remember we built the sales page and it was based on our e on our, on our coaching system that we were teaching that, that for the people who just didn't come come to the course and i remember we hit we hit set we hit open open car is what they call it we drove off down to Torquay, and then about 24 hours later, we opened the computer again. We were thinking, oh, I wonder if we've sold anything. And we had about 70 downloads. We'd done about wow. five or six grand just in the 24 hours, just on downloading this ebook, you know, for 90 quid or whatever it was we charged for it. And people still remember it now and say, well, when are you going to rewrite that, Dave? So that was <laughs> kind of like, that was the catalyst of it. So I've always been involved with that side of things. And the funnel side of it, if you, everyone's got a website. Okay. Mm. This is this is this all like a quick version. Everyone's got a website, and everyone's using probably at the moment Facebook for marketing, which is great, you know. And and you should still use it. But if you have a funnel, a sales funnel, then you can take them down a series of steps. If you've got a website, they can and you send them from your advertising wherever it comes from, Facebook or wherever, to that landing page. Um, if you do that, they can and it's your website, but it's a sign up form on there, and there's no call to action. There's none of the marketing stuff I was talking about. There's none of the reciprocity, or another word for it is results in advance. I used to teach that as well, which is a Frank Kern thing, which is like give, 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 you get in return, and then you sell later. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it was just they'll land there, but they can go anywhere on your website because you've got so many tabs there. You can go to locations about us, you know, contact us about the instructors, class times. They'll just go all over the place and they won't necessarily do what you want them to do 
mm. which is put their email address in and sign up. If you do get them to get, the, to get their email address, a lot of instructors aren't collecting those email address, addresses in lists, segregating those lists into specific tags and then retargeting the people who don't sign up anyway. Mm. So that you're missing a massive opportunity, guys, out there by not doing that either. And we've been teaching this, me and Chris, for years, but now we're really focusing on it again now because it's a lot easier to do. So what I got involved with ClickFunnels about a year ago and I've really focused on it for the last six months. And I've built a series of funnels. I thought this would be perfect for the martial arts industry because what happens is this. You have a landing page or a squeeze page. Your objective is to get their email address in exchange for the information they want. But you've, you know the story I told earlier. That's what's got to be in your video. It's got to be, you know, great. Welcome to the page. I know you're here for one reason. Let's find out more about the martial arts industry. We are the place for you. We believe that. But we've got more to tell you. Uh, it's not easy when you join up with our martial arts school. It's never easy walking in the door. We've got a free guide for you now to help you get over that hurdle, explain more about the martial arts. All you've got to do is put your email address in there. We've got some great offers on the next page waiting for you. Just put your email address in, click click the, 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 the link, and I'll have more messages for you on the other side. Thanks a lot. Wow, am I going to write all that down? That's it. Yeah, there you go. And that's your message, right? But then, and you give them a downloadable ebook or something or a video. Yeah. But what you've done is you've created so this squeeze page, they've entered the funnel. Mm. Now you've got them onto the sales page, and then you stack your offers on the sales page, which can be in the form of a voucher, a one on one lesson, um, uh, some money off on uh, their first month. Uh, a grading, uh, the first six months of the grading syllabus to get this for free today. You know, it's just like a downloadable thing again. And you stack all that, and you're saying all that for, for all that for twenty nine ninety nine, or all that for forty nine ninety nine. And and mm -hmm. but you you add the stack at the end of you add it all up. And say this is worth this much money. A one on one with me is worth a hundred pounds. You know, this voucher is worth twenty five. You stack all that and say all you're paying today is forty nine. Yeah. Now, yeah, and the. the, the the beauty of all of this as well is the thing that I like, and this is, I think this is the objection that sometimes people have, but the beauty of it is, is you, this is totally irrespective of what you teach. You can still teach the most traditional of traditional styles in the most traditional way possible, but still have all this at the front end as well. I think sometimes people get a little bit irked by it. Oh, it's too salesy. It's this, but it's, it's the world that we live in now, isn't it? It's, well, it this doesn't... is. Yeah, it is. It is because you're getting all this stuff because of social media and, and, and exposure now and all the advertising you see, you know, you, you zone it all out. But if the, the thing is right, it can be as salesy as you like or as traditional as you like. But as long as the message is there, Absolutely. These, these these landing pages or this squeeze page series of funnels um, are editable within minutes. They drag and drop. You can put whatever you can change your offers, change your messages. You can can point them off in different directions into other funnels, which are for other specific um, classes you teach, or you can just do it in one. Um, so the message is there all the time. You haven't got to wait hours or days or weeks or months for your bloody uh, web, first of all, I swore then, your webmaster to, right. to change something. <laughs> to change, I, I, I swore I wouldn't swear. Okay. I've had worse. <laughs> I've had much worse, and iTunes still haven't flagged it yet, so yeah. it's okay. <laughs> but... This sales funnel, and then at the end, right? I mean, and you can add loads of different things onto it. I was doing a, I was on a coaching course earlier with a guy who I'm building them, one of them I'm building them for. And when they've done their, when when they say yes, I want to join, because I've tested all this. Remember, I even tested it on my daughter. She was looking at BJJ classes, 
and she showed me a few that she'd been looking at, but she hadn't gone to them because of this thing we were talking about earlier about going in and walking in the door. Yeah, yeah. I showed her and I said, Georgina, would you would you buy from this page with the offer? And she looked at it and she went, yeah, yeah, of course I would, Dad. In fact, she said, I'd rather do that than walk in the door. I'd rather get it now. So oh, that's 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 proof that it, it will work. You know, some are old school, most are get, becoming uh, attuned to the way things are done. But you can change it quickly. And then also within that, you can add on a, a, what we call an order bump. So when they pay, you can say, well, by the way, we have a membership portal as well, which we'd like you to join. Normally, it's £25 a month. You get it now for a fiver. And in and they go click the button. They go, oh, yeah, OK, then I'll have that for a fiver. They get that. And in there, you can record all of your, your all the steps from white belt to the first six or 12 months of their journey through the your school if you pre-record it and add it in there that's one time you got to do it and leave it and let it run and that's an extra income for you based on the membership you know and you can open that to your own school anyway or people already members. it's just the time to put it into place and you can edit that and put different things you can put your courses in there you can do all sorts of things online you know like matthew chapman's doing a lot of stuff online as well you know it's kind of of like going down that road um but what you guys need to realize now is you already have a sales funnel the physical one is this as soon as that person walks in your door when they physically turn up they're at the top of your sales funnel anyway so you already have one and it's called walking in the door and then you've got to conv- then you do the bit I was talking about. Yeah. Con- convince them this is right for them. Yeah. Then you try and sign them up. Then you get them signed up, or they or they'll come and they'll go. Because but the, but that's the process. But oh, you're you're just doing this online. But you're making your life a lot easier. So here's here's the best bit, Chris. As soon as you've got that email address, whether they sign up or not, you've got their email address to retarget. Yeah. So you don't have to keep spending all of your money on the people that you don't know on your Facebook advertising because you can start marketing from within the people who have already expressed an interest. That's the key. Yep. That's it. And there's a lot more to it. Absolutely. Well, yeah, yeah, well, that's for another day, I suppose. Well, listen, thank you for this chat. I have learned an um, immense amount, not only about yourself, but uh, uh, some ideas for me, my, my school to implement as well. Um, so thank you for that. Um, yeah. As we as we said here, as we said earlier on, anybody that's interested in getting in touch, obviously what I'll do is I'll put the uh, contact details in the show notes. Um, and I'll also link from Facebook as well when I post this out. Um, thank you very much for your time. It has absolutely flown by. Um, yeah. And as I mentioned all uh, before, it's gone on a lot longer than we anticipated. Oh, but <laughs> let, me just, let me just say this. If anybody wants um, a sales funnel, yeah, I've got a free template set that they can download. Perfect. Um, it's on M- uh, www. And I'll give you this anyway. masalesfunnels.com. So I've actually um, just written it down as well. <laughs> yeah, but you will need your own ClickFunnels account. You get a 14-day trial. That's the, that's the, the catch, if you like. But you've still yeah. got to pay for hosting anyway. And that is it. That's the hosting. As soon as you've got that, I can help you um, implement it. Um, I'll guide you if you need more, more help. If you're already familiar with it, great. If you've got a ClickFunnels account, guys, you're getting them for free anyway. Yeah. But if you if you go through my link, then I'll, I will help you. I even have a Facebook page that um, is specifically for helping people build the funnels. Perfect. Uh, anyway. Perfect. Well, thank yes. you. Yeah. Thank you very much for your time. Um, I'm sure we'll get lots of people commenting and, and asking questions on this. So brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, have a great rest of your day and weekend, whatever is you're up to. And um, we'll catch up soon. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Chris. Brilliant. Enjoy our podcast. 
Please remember to subscribe, rate and review Kickback with Chris on iTunes today. So a big thanks to David for his time today. Um, really in-depth, honest interview, I would say. Um, actually a lot longer than what you guys heard. Um, I had to do some selective trimming um, to get it to, to fit within the podcast. Um, but uh, yeah, great, great content. So um, a massive thanks to David for his time. If you, As he said, if you're interested in getting in touch with him regarding any of the, the content that he discussed, um, all the details will be in the show notes. And I'll try and put some of the links within the Facebook post themselves as well. So please do go check that out. So in other news, I mentioned the Southwest show at the beginning of the episode. And they're actually going to be doing something really cool for uh, Jackie Chan's charity that I work with, the JC Dragon's Heart Europe group, um, to help raise some money for them. Now, um, if you've not seen the, the work that the charity do... You can go out actually and check their website if you just Google search JC Dragon's Heart Europe. Um, you should be able to find it through my website as well. So if you go to uh, chrisjonesaction.co.uk, there's a tab at the top with regards to charity work. Um, and the Southwest Show have very, very, very graciously given up one of their framed posters. Now, uh, when we were there at the events, they had a couple of posters that they were having the instructors and guests sign. Um, and they've got two of them framed up, and they have very kindly um, agreed to donate one of those uh, to a, a silent auction um, with the money going towards the charity. So if you're interested in placing a bid, they're going to be taking the bids on the Southwest Show Facebook group, which, again, I will I'll link in the notes and in the, in the actual uh, Facebook post as well. Um, so between 10 a.m., on the 3rd of August and 10am on the 9th of August, you'll be able to submit your bids. Now, I am presuming that if you submit a bid and then change your mind and want to submit a higher bid, that is okay. Um, but obviously, with it being silent bidding, it'll be whoever bids the highest gets one of the two uh, frames. Now, there are two, okay? So, I'm assuming it'll be the two highest bids that um, get, a, get a frame poster each. Um, and then the money is going to be halved and it's going to be um, between JC Dragon's Heart Europe and another charity that one of the other guests was supporting as well. So, you know, get involved. Um, it's a great poster. There's the likes of Lee Charles. There's Zara Fithian, Mark Strange, myself, if you're interested in that. Um, Aaron Gasser, the Ginger Ninja Trickster. Loads of other people that were there. Um, they've all signed this poster. So yeah, a great one for the collection if you're a martial arts fan. So... Go check that out, and um, best of luck with your bids. Oh, and I'll be sure to let everybody know who the winning uh, bidder is as well, and we'll we'll perhaps get them on the show even if they're interested. An extra an extra perk there as well. So um, now we're going to be going over to I mentioned at the outset of the show um, uh, just a quick chat now with the guys from Art Marshall who have. Um, they've been putting together these really fantastic uh, pieces of artwork. Um, prints as well as clothing as well and really caught my eye a bit the various different events that i go to i keep seeing them there and we've spoken on and off about getting them on the show um so this week they've popped along to have a quick chat just to talk about what it is that they do so i will catch you on the other side brought to you by www.mitmaster.com okay guys so joining me on the phone now we have marco from art marshall clothing how are you doing today sir hi guys i'm all good thank you Good. Now, I uh, I bumped into you guys. I'm trying to think when it was. Now, was it? It was it. It was in a martial arts show of some sorts. Uh, yeah, I don't remember which one it was. Yeah, uh, we've attended all of them, so we've crossed paths probably many of times. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah, yeah, I like. Let's get around, don't I? Um, yeah. But yeah, I remember walking past your stall and seeing these really cool T-shirt designs. And uh, what sprung to mind was they were 
quite a quite a bit different to to what you normally see out there. Yeah, and and that's exactly what we what we tried to go for when we launched probably eighteen months ago. To be honest, um, just a, a little bit of background. It was it was my colleague Matt who who came to me with with an idea around the fact that he couldn't find. He just started doing Wing Chun. Um, and he, he wanted to find a, an almost lifestyle leisure casual T-shirt. Now, what he didn't want was the usual sort of I love karate or karate dad style <laughs> sort of gimmicky stuff. Um, yeah. But then he appreciated that on the other end of the, the spectrum, um, you got a lot of more specific MMA stuff. Um, yeah. So there's loads that cater for MMA, but he, he wanted something for the more traditional um, martial arts. Uh, he couldn't find anything, so he came to me with the idea and says, "You know, in a nutshell, should we should we start creating some T-shirts based on on our passion and and what he was looking for? Because he thought he'd found a niche. So we dived in eighteen months ago, and, and we haven't looked back since. To be honest, absolutely, and it's so true. I, I've got you know, I am that stereotypical martial arts dad, you know, and uh, my wife, bless her, she's like, I can see her sometimes. She's like, Oh, are you going to wear that? It's like, Well, yeah." My, yeah, I've got it. I'm a martial arts. Yeah, I've got to wear it. Um, and but yeah, you're right. It's always the same, isn't it? And then there's also that sort of stereotypical group of people you see walking around in the MMA gear, and you look and you think, "There's not, a, there's not a chance you've done a day of training, mate. No way." And they're walking around like tough as nails in their MMA top. But I think you're spot on with that. I, I, I think the listeners have seen me wearing one, one of your very cool designs with a. The, it's like a blossom tree, isn't it? With the I can't, trying to remember, trying to remember what it is. Japanese, isn't it? That's right. Yeah, so it's a blossom tree with um, with the sort of bag hanging down from yeah. it, the account punch bag. Um, and that's another thing about our designs is that we didn't really want to go all in around this is a martial arts design, etc. We just wanted to create a cool, stylish image that just sort of gave a nod to martial arts. Yeah. Now that differs across some of our designs. Uh, but certainly with the one that you mentioned, the Blossom Tree, that's absolutely been our, our number one seller since we started. Um, and for obvious reasons, because it's a really good good T-shirt. It is. It is. And, you know, um, so much so that when I've been out and about wearing it, and a number of people have said, oh, that's cool. Where'd you get that from? Well, that's a nice design. I'm like, well, funny you should say that. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. And, and you've got as well some really cool comic book inspired designs, haven't you, as well, which I really like. Yeah, so we've had to play around with the different concepts to see is there is there one one particular design that people like, or should we actually branch out and try different designs? Because people like, well, some people like sort of tattoo based designs, some people like the more manga style, some people like more traditional style. So we thought, well, actually, we did a little bit of a poll on on Facebook um, to to see who who are sort of the legends of the traditional martial arts and. And people came back and fed their information in. Um, and the ones that sort of stood out were Miyamoto Masashi. Um, mm. So I had Imi Lichtenfeld from a Krav Maga background and obviously Ip Man as well. Um, so we thought rather than just do the usual self-portrait, let's create almost a comic style. You know, there's been a lot around Marvel and things like that at the moment. So um, we, we used that as as our sort of guideline and created these comic, comic strips um type ones and, and again at the events these have gone down extremely well and actually uh from an art print perspective um because obviously we do art prints as well they, they, they've gone down really well and people are really appreciative of what we've done so yeah from a feedback uh, design perspective we, we couldn't be happier really 
Cool. And and if I'm right in thinking from the what I've read as well, for the, the, the eco-minded people out there, there's a specific way in which you're dealing with the clothing as well, isn't there? I can't remember the details exactly. Maybe you could elaborate on it. I, I can, yeah. So so actually we were really adamant that we didn't want just to create a cheap T-shirt with um, just the usual vinyl print. Um, we wanted to create something that, that was ideally organic, uh, natural, um, created in fair share factories um and we also wanted to provide a print that was slightly different from the vinyl so it was it was slightly more long lasting um and we took probably three or four months to find the right garment we, we tested so many different garments and we eventually found one and actually from day one to to present we've stuck with that same t-shirt so from consistency um it's exactly the same t-shirt and again it's it's um you know organic made in a fair share uh, factory as i've mentioned mm. um so yeah so you, we pay a little bit more from the production side um but we we certainly feel it's it's a better overall product that you're getting yeah i mean and i'm not i'm not just saying this because I've, I've had one but you know i i, I do go through my fair share of t-shirts uh, in this job and you know some of the stuff that i sometimes get sent um as a, as as like promotional stuff or with you know sponsorship deals i've had in the past you you wash them a few times and they're wrecked yeah. whereas with this one because i like it <laughs> i've been wearing it a fair bit and it, it still looks as good as when i got it which is really cool um yeah so some people fair, say fair that, yeah some people say it's a detriment to us really because it lasts a little bit too long so they don't have to buy another one but, uh, never mind Wait, you just have to keep yeah. making new designs won't you <laughs> absolutely on that subject, actually, weren't you recently um, having people give their own feedback and ideas as well, which is was a really cool idea. Yeah, so in the, in the lead up to one of the recent events, we thought, again, we'll just put a poll out because, you know, we're not the experts in terms of knowing, you know, what's the best design, which martial art to focus on. So why not? Why not? Who better to ask than the audience themselves? So we're, we've collated feedback from loads of people around um, inspiration around a couple of new designs and actually we've got not just one design that we'll probably push with we've got sort of a handful a bank of uh, oh. designs now that we're going to add into the pipeline if you like so really exciting times and and that that ranges from um you know a kicking element from a tkd perspective uh, like thing of your of your interest all, all the way <laughs> right through to um you know, around sort of like the not so much specific to martial arts, but things like you know the the lotus flower or or the the Buddha head and things like that. Oh, so, cool. and that's not just putting them on a on a t shirt. It's giving them our little slant and angle, creating yeah. that a bit more design led. But yeah, absolutely overwhelmed with the, with the feedback. So we're actually we're on with that at the moment. Um, we've got some stuff in print at the minute. So yeah, it's watch this space really. Fantastic. So a little, little side note here, but I believe through your involvement in, in this now, you've actually become more involved in martial arts yourself as well. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. So it was myself and Matt. Um, and, and as I said, Matt w was doing Wing Chun and, and previously and now does uh, jiu-jitsu and uh, kickboxing. Um, and I was just so inspired. I, I'm, a, I'm a rugby lad previously. <laughs> Um, but I got to that point, that age where you, you need to start retiring and I was struggling <laughs> to do with, with myself because um, I missed that sort of combative element. Mm. Um, didn't know anything about martial arts in terms of other than karate and that kind of thing. Um, so I had a look at local clubs 
and and found one for Krav Maga, went and did the trial and, and I've not looked back since. I've, I've enjoyed it. I've been going twice a week now for over a year and Brilliant. learned so much and absolutely I've, I've, I've developed a new network of friends, which has been superb. Even better still, even better. Cool. So um, the listeners out there, where can they go to take a look at the, the designs and, and maybe pick up a few whilst they're there as well? Yeah, so we've got a dedicated website. So if they go to artmarshallclothing.com um, and then they'll see everything on there. So we're constantly adding new designs. We've got T-shirts and vests on there. Um, we've got sweats and hoodies, and we're actually creating more hoodies in the run-up to sort of, I know we're in summer, but towards towards yeah. autumn now. Um, and actually, we we went live a couple of weeks ago with our, our women's range as well, so a select few designs for specific women's cut T-shirts as well. That's cool. Um, so, yeah, so we're, we're forever expanding. Um, you know, we're, we're still a small two-man business, um but we, we've got big aspirations and, and the support that we can get just helps us keep going really so fantastic yeah. so what do, what, what do you say do you reckon we can do a bit of a, a listener deal today then what can we do I, th- I, I think so um even though all our products are absolute best value for money at, at the of cost course of um i just have to get that in yeah um, of course more, more than happy to offer a discount for your valued uh, listeners so that's not a problem Awesome, awesome. So if they use um, a promo code, which is, I've actually mentioned this before, guys, so you should already know it. If you use the promo code CJ19, okay, you'll be able to get yourself a discount. What 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 di- what level of discount do we think we'll be able to do for these awesome people if they get on and buy some t-shirts in the next week or two? You've actually caught me in a good mood. So um, if they use that, that uh, discount code CJ19, we'll actually give them 20% off. 20 uh, 20 and 20% off anything and everything that's on the site. Right. Well, what I'll say, that's that's actually very generous. Um, Get out and get it quick because he might change his mind. (laughs) Don't don't hang about. Is this, um, can people order from all over for these as well? Or is it, is it just within the UK or can, can you send them out further? We obviously we've got a big network of of UK, um, but we actually span the globe. We've got a big following in in the US, and uh, we've had orders from from over there and from sort of Western Europe and as far as Australia, to be honest. So wow, okay, so wherever you are in the world, because we know we've got some people out there that are listening all over. Um, get yourselves a deal 20 percent off. I'm I'm actually tempted. <laughs> Twenty percent off. I might go and get some myself. Um, well, thank you uh, very much for popping on today for a quick chat, and um, and yeah, all the best with everything. So I think it's a cracking, cracking range of uh, shirts and stuff you've got going on there. That, that's great, and thanks for your time. I can I just finish with with one one yes. update we're really, really excited about. Go for because, it. Because of the success of our design-led um, clothing, we, we've decided to create um, a training apparel brand as well wow yeah we've just had the concept logo created by one of our artists uh really really pleased with it so actually we're going to start moving into sort of the crossover workout wear um so not necessarily we're trying to replace people's club wear because we appreciate you know people wear their their clubs and are affiliated to that but people go to the gyms they like to show that they're into martial arts um again so we're, we're putting that together at the minute so keep an eye out on the website and our and our uh, social media for updates on that so we're wow. really excited that does sound cool very cool 
Yeah. Well, as I say, all the very best with it, and um, we'll catch up again soon. Thank you very much, and I look forward to uh, putting all them orders together for your lovely <laughs> listeners. Fantastic. Brought to you by www.mintmaster.com. So, guys, you can't really say fairer than that. 20% off. I mean, that's not going to last. If you're, if you're joking aside, if you're wanting to go and get one of those T-shirts or hoodies or prints, I'd go get it really quick because that is such a stupidly good deal. It's unreal. Now, what we actually didn't mention um, in the, the quick chat is that um, as well as getting a 20% discount, every time you guys uh, buy one of those uh, T-shirts or hoodies or prints or something, a, a small portion of that is going to go back to the podcast to help us with our our costs. So, you you know, you're not only are you getting a really, really good deal in that you're getting 20% off, but you're also helping to keep the show going as well. So, you know everyone's a winner so please do get on board and 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 help these guys out it's a great 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 setup business and i really do love what they're doing so go get involved and help them out so bringing us to the end of the show it's time to catch up with mr matthew chapman who this week as i said at the outset of the show is live with us from a caravan somewhere in a field in a distant part of the uk so let's go over to matt and then i'll catch you at the end for the end of the show you're listening to kick back with chris the martial arts podcast brought to you by www.onlinekicking.co.uk okay so joining us now live in a caravan from somewhere in a field or is it on a camp holiday place i don't know yeah, i'm down down in some sunny weymouth Right. Down in Dorset. And uh, yeah, it's beautiful. Sun's out. Uh, beach is amazing. Water's a bit cold, but you can't complain, really. You are so, in, in England, of course. So just to explain, you, you've not run away and started a new life in no. Weymouth Caravan. No? You, no. Okay. Summer okay. holes with the kids. Master on tour. Very cool. <laughs> in my caravan. Imagine rocking up to gyms and parking up in my caravan, teaching for a week. And hey. to the next place. That's not a bad idea, is it? That's actually a really good idea. Tax-free, living off the grid. Yeah, unfortunately, I've got a family. Damn Suit- it. Suitcase full of money. You know? Otherwise, I'd do that. I would literally do that. I'd get a motorhome and just tour from gym to gym, teaching for week to week. Yeah, that'd be great. Oh, if only, eh? Hey. I know. Pesky so, family. Oh, I know. So August is upon us. Indeed. Officially. Um, it's that time of the year where most school owners are are, are shitting themselves because they're thinking, <laughs> all the, where have all my students gone? Or if you're like me, you've been doing this for so long where you kind of go, oh, thank God it's quiet for a bit. Because, yes. Because we know what's coming. Yeah, that's right. September rush. That's right. September rush. You know, And it hits you whether you're prepared for it or not. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, even if you're terrible at advertising, you know, you should get that boost in inquiries in September when um, new activities are being planned for kids and parents are free from kids finally when they go back to school and then can start getting back in shape themselves. So, yeah, it's a big one. It's the biggest, I think. Bigger than January and February, don't you think? Absolutely, yeah. And being prepared for it uh, in some way, shape whether it's just psychologically or with better still with systems in place. Uh, if you th- I, I've already started thinking about it now. Um, we've already got all our obviously all our promotions have gone out, um, and we've we're re- revising our booking system, trying some new things. Yeah. So it's yeah yeah it's, you've got to you've got to be ready for it. Um, and one of the things I find is that if you're not ready for it, and you get this rush of you know new people starting up. It's quite hard to keep them for a long time. So your retention seems to drop 
if suddenly you've got, you know, loads of new beginners in your classes and new kids and you haven't got enough assistant instructors on the mat and your classes are rammed and then your old students are moaning because the classes are so busy. So you do need to plan and how to deal with this kind of, you know, especially if you're hitting the marketing hard across various channels, you need to be on it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And, you know, one thing that we've started doing recently, which is, it's pretty pretty stupid that we've not been doing it before, really. Is just keeping tabs on class numbers and um, training habits across yeah. the school because you know I, I know certain nights where if I can avoid getting new starters in there, I will because it yes. just helps to manage the because you know we've, we've ended up with, with 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 nights where you know you've got far too many people all of a sudden just drop on your school and like oh my god when we're going to pull all these people. Um, yes. If only I'd have realised that this evening was busy, and then I wouldn't have offered it out as a as a as an yeah, option. You've got you've got to track it, haven't you? Yeah, you yeah. should. You definitely want some dedicated beginners classes or courses that you're running in order for beginners to go somewhere, so that you can focus on them. Because yeah. the worst thing you can do for a beginner is just chuck them in a class with a load of experienced people, because no one wants to train with them, and you know they're surrounded by people who look competent and confident and makes them feel worse. Uh, is it's you know you're really not helping your business out if you do that so either a dedicated class would be perfect and if you can't do that then uh, at least a group of beginners all starting together so they can work together and then usually an assistant to help them all the time so that they're not left on their own yeah yeah one one thing i did one really basic thing i did as well is just i know there's a lot of people use automated stuff and online stuff which is great but i i just had a series of clipboards with nails on the wall old yeah. school um, yeah. and I, from 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 first call to sign up to class to you know to join in at all these clipboards and i just moved them down the clipboard that's genius so that, so that i knew i could actually i could pick up the clipboard at the end and i could go there's eight bits of paper on there that's yes. how many people have started and it, and it just was so i, I found that easier a bit more tactile um, than than there's nothing wrong with I think, online. But. i think this is one of the things that martial arts prefer actually um with all of the amazing technology we've got we actually like bits of paper moving across and like to see stuff physically because we like to deal in the physical world of you know people punching us and kicking us so that idea is genius dude i love it Oh well, I, I have a good idea occasionally. <laughs> Once every year, and that's the one. <laughs> that's no. it. That's, that's the, I'm done now. But actually, that doesn't count because that's a previous. That's a previous year's good idea. Oh, okay. I, well. I'm still waiting for this year's to materialize. <laughs> but no, just having that physical manifestation of the student moving across your system, you know, from intro to sign up to first class to da 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 to first grading, it's really nice. I like that because then you can just pick up a board and see who's at that stage, right? Yeah, absolutely. And and, and you know, if you if you're looking at your maybe let's say you've got for me anyway, I've got the the first board with the inquiries and then a second board with all my um first class introduction classes. If that one starts piling up and there's not so many going to sign up, then there's something going wrong between yeah. first call and sign up. Um, and, you know, obviously you don't want that pile getting too big. And it also means that if you can identify that issue, but you can call them back as well. You can email them back because you've got that clipboard with all those people's details on there. Just obviously make sure you're following your GDPR rules. Yeah, not leaving it in the middle of the dojo, right? Um, yeah. That's such a good idea, dude. I'm super impressed. If I had a school, I would do that next week. That's the second time I've impressed you in 12 months. That's, <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's a record.
We don't talk about the first time. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even remember what it was now. Um, it wasn't anyway. Anyway, cool. So yeah, that's you know if, any, if that helps anybody out there, um, I'll be um, I'll be putting together an online course should, explaining how should. to do it now. And <laughs> yes, yeah, so putting together a course. Now that's such a good idea. And what I do for used to do for my students is have a hundred day TLC program for new members. So TLC obviously stands for Tender Loving Care. So it was 100 days of activities that I or staff did to make new beginners feel welcome. Because as we all know, the first three months is the critical phase before they get bored after a year or two. So getting them through that three-month learning phase, we had a a whole system of um, things that we did, as in texts that would go out, emails that would go out, access to the online portal so that they could uh, train at home, little mat chats with them uh, once a week just to see how they're doing, uh, bonus content, mini privates, all of that, just to make that transition phase as smooth and as pain-free as possible for them. So if you can write out the listeners like a a, a 100-day plan for how you're going to get someone who's a bit nervous about coming to the point where they're just raving about your classes and recommending it to anyone left, right, and center – you want to map that out and then follow it and tweak it and work on it and edit it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Having as many of these processes in place, it helps. I mean, for me, I, I've i got the automated the sort of follow-up plus, plus my joining because I'm um, – how do I describe it? I'm not – well, it's not that I'm, well, yeah, I'm antisocial, but um, <laughs> I'm not a very em- empathetic person. Empathetic, yes. Yeah, Same I, I don't really care if you're sad. If that sounds yeah. horrible. <laughs> Love it. You know what I mean? So, you know, I, this is I like have... therapy. It's brilliant. I know. Well, you know, it's just what I'm like. Well, it's yeah. not that I don't care. I just don't really give it much thought. You know, it's mm. like, oh, that, that's a shame. Um, mm. So, oh, those press-ups hurt. Mm, okay. Well, it sucks, doesn't it? <laughs> so, carry on. Yeah, exactly. You know, oh, you're finding your first grading hard. Oh, well, kind of the point. But I, so I have all these systems in place so that... Um, you know, they, they get asked, um, yes. how, how have you found your first three weeks? Do you have any questions? Uh, yes. So then when the, when my inbox pings and it's going, oh, thanks for asking. And I'm like, I'm, I'm going, yes, I'm such a caring instructor. But really, it, it's <laughs> automated. Yeah, it's automated. Because otherwise yes. I won't ask because I'm so focused on doing everything else that I'm not yeah. really thinking about, you know, is, is I mean, this is being honest. I'm not really thinking, has Billy settled in or, you know, does, does Fred know how to tie his belt? I'm not really thinking about those things. No, because you're juggling a lot of plates and dealing with a lot of fires. Exactly. So automate all of that as you, yeah. if you can to get it out there so that people um, recognize the fact that you are interested in how they're doing. Yeah. Even, even if you're not. <laughs> uh, but, but obviously you are because you want yeah. them in your class and you want them training. It's just with everything that goes yeah, on with yeah. running a business, customer care, which, you know, is is essential. You just kind of gets put on the back burner doesn't it because you're dealing with yeah. classes and problems and gradings coming up and equipment orders and t-shirts and insurance and licenses and blah, 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 blah. Uh, so if you can automate that that's just an extra and you should automate as much as you can right so that you can just focus on bigger and bigger tasks and the stuff that really matters yeah, because I'm very much. I mean, it, I'm making myself sound like a right Hitler. No, um, I, it's not. It's not that I don't care. It's not at all. It's just I very much live in the now. I'm very focused. Like if somebody comes in and has a question or can't tie the belt or whatever, then yeah, of course, I, of course, I help. But I'm not thinking sort of ahead, going, 
well, it, might they be unsure or unless unless somebody comes up to me and goes, I don't know something, then I presume it's... that they're OK. I'm not one of those people for um, sort of thinking ahead like that. Yes. So having it all automated, we have everything done, um, even birthday. You know, birthdays are the biggest one. The system's set to send out a happy birthday message of the morning of the birthday. So yes. that if they do, I mean, most people get emails to their phones now. So, you know, it's Billy's birthday and he's seven and Billy's mum gets a, an email that says, happy birthday, Billy. Hope you have a great day. And they, mm. think it's, they think it's great. Oh, thank yeah, you. Yeah, and it is. Even though it's automated, you had the thought to create the automated system in the first place to wish your students happy birthday. Yeah. So you've just applied it once and it carries on forever. So that's great. I think that works well. Yeah, and then we carry that process on right the way through to, I mean, we've got it set so that it, we we know approximately when they should be due to move to different grade groups. Um, yeah. Just to give them a three-month warning of you're going to start needing sparring kits soon. So do you want to, you know, do you want to order it now just to spread the costs, or do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? And you know, it just it just simplifies it, and it also takes away that oh, you didn't tell me that because that's what a great yes. one. You you didn't yes, tell me that. That's a common one, isn't it? Yeah. So well, I think you'll find I did. And <laughs> um, so yeah, it's. It just it just helps if it's and it, it, for for the time it takes to set up initially it's worth it it's just so much mm. so much easier so much easier and what what the alternative is is to set up all the automation on the other side of the business the admin the taking care of all of that sort of stuff and the gradings and stuff and then focus entirely on customer care mm. that's the other way of doing it so you can just take care of all the day to day business of the business and then you can just be calling students and schmoozing and um, chatting to parents and I know some instructors like to do that it all depends on your personality doesn't it yeah if you're yeah. gregarious and, and chatty and, and love working the floor with the parents or if you prefer um, to automate that and that's a great thing with martial arts schools you can run it any bloody way you like mm. yeah on, on the mats I'm uh, anybody that's done any of my workshops or any of my classes will know I'm you know I'm quite lively you've seen me teaching I'm quite lively and energetic and interactive Yes. In, in reception and off the floor, though, I am literally the most antisocial, grumpy person <laughs> I've ever come across. Do you know that's why that is? It's because it's 20 years of having people come up and complain to you. Yeah, totally. If totally. you had a gym manager who dealt with all the complaints and all you had to do was go out and, and uh, you know, just chat and check everyone was all right, it'd be a lot easier. Yeah. But because we're constantly dealing with problems year after year and it's the same problems isn't it why is my kid graded why is that kid graded um my arms hurt when i do press-ups <laughs> so it's just, you know i don't like sparring what can i do about that um i don't like the way you're treating my kid lad it's it's repetitive isn't it mm-hmm. so that's what kills it for a lot of us we're like ah not the same problem i've had five thousand times so what we really need is gym managers i think to handle all of that and then we can just be, you know, teaching fantastic classes and, and doing customer care. Right. Let's get the, I'm going to get the job um, description. Advert, yeah, yeah. Let's get it typed up and get it out today. And that's the next step. Cool. So generally, though, hold on. When, uh, when I've gone to, because I teach master seminars all over the UK, when I go to gyms where there's a gym manager, the owner and head instructors are way more relaxed because they just don't have to deal with any of that stuff. It's like, I'm not happy about the gradings. Okay, speak to the gym manager. They'll take care of it. It's just like you could just hand off all these and then the gym manager can deal with all of that. And, you know, they understand that they're getting paid for that. So it's definitely worth considering at some point. I need one of these gym people. Mm, or dojo manager or whatever, you know. 
No, I, I like Jim. This Jim. Jim. <laughs> Jim manager. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I, I like that. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna look at that. That's. Um. It might be worth like any, if any of your listeners have a uh, like a dojo manager or someone or you know who's who deals with customer complaints slash management day to day admin, if they could uh, let us know if it works, you know, if it's considerably reduced their stress and allowed them to focus more on taking care of the students. Yeah, Let us know. That would be good. That would be good. So something I've seen you've been up to as well is um, you, obviously we're the original match at. Let's just get that straight. <laughs> yes. Before we go <laughs> of course. Yes. Of course. Let's just so everybody's clear on that. No, I'm joking yes. aside. But no, um, I've noticed you've been, it's a new it's a new venture, is it? Or is it a new, new site no. or business or just because no, no, no. you're just, nice? And no, what, I was reflecting on the time when I was selling my school and it was a stressful time because there's some issues going on. And I was, uh, and I thought at that time, you know, I'd really appreciate just chatting to someone who's maybe been through it and done it and they could give me a bit of wisdom or just like settle my, my thinking down, you know, because it's quite lonely being a martial arts instructor. We have other people we talk to, but we don't really talk to each other that much and we don't really get a lot of help um, for free. So I thought, well, screw it. I'll just have a chat with instructors for half an hour, 45 minutes on my way to teaching private lessons or seminars. So each morning for the last two weeks, I've been in my car just chatting with instructors about the issues that they've had. And it's been really good. So like martial arts therapy. Yeah. Well, just a, just someone external. Cause the problem I found like when I was selling my business was I was going around and around in my head and I couldn't see like ways out got caught in like circle negative thinking and 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 if i'd only had someone external would say actually matt look you can do this 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 and this it would have really really helped me so that's what i thought i'd offer for other instructors because obviously i've gone from um teaching 10 people in a sports hall all the way to owning a full-time school with like 400 members for a decade um and then going selling that school and moving to online so i've covered a, a lot of ground in the last 25 years yeah. so yeah i just thought i'd try and help people out oh that's very good uh, and, and so far the feedback's been amazing like people have said it's really helped um, them see different perspectives different ways of uh, doing things and help them uh, overcome hurdles so i'm quite happy with that excellent well there's a few thousand other people just found out now so you might be getting a lot yeah, of i might get a bit busy yeah so if you uh, if i'm on if you know me on facebook just send me a message if you want to have a chat with me one morning for about 45 minutes on anything you like to talk about to do with business martial arts cake or anything else well, i'm trying to be less fat so maybe yeah, not we're, we're on a, 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 a well i don't know it's not as i'm not i'm not on a diet plan as such it's just life yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Life as such. Um, but no, we're, we are, as I said on that post I put on Facebook, um, we're not back bigger and better. We're back. Yeah. Well, I, I, I hadn't got on the stale scales in a long time. And because my whole job's changed from prowling the mat, kicking people to sitting on computers and working in hotels, I had to put on a stone extra. And I hadn't realized. I got on the uh, scales. I was 15 stone. I was like, holy so, yeah, I'm cleaning it all up. So all the hotel food's gone and I'm back on low carb, lots of veggies, lean meats. And it's going well. The weight is coming off. So happy. How's that going for you in a caravan? Well, I feel right because I'm cooking my own food. <laughs> so I'm not having like sausage and chips and fish and chips. I'm being, I'm being a good boy. 
Very good. Oh, good to hear. Well, get back to your caravan holiday and um, we'll catch up next week, hopefully. Yeah, we'll do, matey. Thank you. Nice one. Cheers. Cheers. Brought to you by www.mintmaster.com. I've got to say, I think I think somebody should just give us a TV show. I, <laughs> oh, I always love that chat with Matt every week. It's brilliant. Well, the Matt chat, not the chat with Matt. We don't get it the wrong way around. Um, but no, it's uh, it's great to catch up with him again after a couple of weeks off, and um, always good fun, and always very informative, and lots to learn and think about as a school owner. Um, so I'm um, hoping, fingers crossed. Back to some sort of normal schedule now. Um, a couple of other things going on away from from teaching and podcasting and stuff that I'm hoping don't clash too much with this and we can get back to some sort of normal routine. If you're interested in being in the show in the coming weeks or in coming months, please do get in touch. I'm always looking for new guests and, and new angles for, for ways to work this. So, again, you know, get in touch and we'll see what we can work out. Um, I am, as I've mentioned previously, able now to get out and about and do these recordings um, away from the school and away from the um, the studio. So, you know, if you want me to come over to your gym or maybe to your event, whichever, we'll see what we can work out. Um, but thanks, as always, for your continued support. And, um, you know, thank you to those people who've asked about where I've been when we've, we've had a bit of time off. And really do appreciate your support in that respect. So, uh, as I say should be back to normal now well as normal as i am anyway but yeah thank you again guys and i'll uh, hopefully all be well catch you again next week if not the week after thanks again guys bye enjoy our podcast please remember to subscribe rate and review kickback with chris on itunes today